Week 7 is upon us. Just one game closer to the halfway point of the CFL season. Connor, how are you doing? I mean, this this is the halfway point, right? Well, you know, we used to be a 14 regular week season. First time doing 13. Right, so now it's 13, so I guess really week 7 is like, you know, when we get done with this week, we are more than halfway. We're the median, I guess, right now. Yep, yep. So I feel good. I feel I certainly feel better than I did last week. I'm I am very excited this week. I I am more than thrilled. A must needed win, two and four. I think it goes without saying, but you know I'm just gonna just gonna say that uh, karma's a Mitch, you know, especially uh, in prison. I, I'm not one to brag and I'm not one to uh, to gloat, but you know when someone says that I'm a bye week and then loses, you know. Sucks to suck. All right, with that, let's move on to current events. We had uh, one big story followed by a few other stories, M- maybe not as much fantasy-wise, but let's start it off. Yesterday night, Pat Mahomes went down, dislocated his kneecap on a QB sneak. What's the what's the damage here? Well, first of all, damage for the NFL. You know, MVP from last year. Now, fantastic for Pats fans because, you know, just the, the the difficulty of the playoffs just gets that much easier, uh, assuming the Patriots do make the playoffs. Um, sure, but, it certainly makes it easier. Uh, just yeah. not something any football fan wants to see. Yeah, and he had the MRI this morning, and it came back about as good as anyone could have expected. I think he's only going to miss about three weeks. But they really should. They need to be careful with him. They cannot rush him back. He is the franchise. And so the question, you know, then becomes for Colin, who owns him, uh, you know, what's next? Who, what quarterback does he pick up? I think, you know, Ryan Tannehill is available. He's the he starting for the Titans now. They just benched Mariota, um, which I guess is its own kind of breaking news in itself. Um, Not something we're going to cover, though, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm covering it now. You can't stop me. So, uh, yeah, Tannehill's available uh, Fitzpatrick is available. Side note, I think it's really stupid that the Dolphins are starting Fitzpatrick. I think they traded for Rosen. They should be seeing what they got or at least showcasing him to trade for another team. Uh, or there's going to be Matt Moore, who's the Chiefs' new starter. He'll be available uh, next week for Colin to pick up too. So I, I think Moore is the obvious choice now. Colin can only have three QBs. Well, I guess he could help be able to have four when Mahomes goes on IR. But yeah, assuming he has a spot available. But this is yeah, just I, this is just very unfortunate because his uh, two of his three QBs played yesterday night, and that means basically he can't make an addition until Tuesday. Yeah, Joe Flacco is not the answer, as we sh- saw last night. He is a bum. <laughs> And I think Matt Moore is going to be the logical choice here. I mean, he's just got all those weapons he can throw to. I mean, you saw him hit Tyree Kill on that 56-yard bomb late in the game last night. So if I'm Colin, I don't think he's very high in the waiver order, so sucks to be him, but I think I'd be trying to get Matt Moore. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what other managers might do with Matt Moore now, seeing as though there has been a lot of problems with QB3s and and even starting QBs. Yep. And, uh, you know, speaking of QBs, some of the other other news that came out a couple days ago <laughs> was the retirement 
of one Brock Osweiler. Any thoughts on this, or should we just move on real quick? Uh, let's just go through his his uh, some major stat lines for his career. Nothing fantasy relevant here, but he retired at age 28. He mm. made $41 million in career earnings, a career 15-15 and 15 record, 500, 37 to 31 touchdown to interception ratio, and a 78 career passer rating. Yeah, it's pretty funny how he uh, was able to service, uh, you know, be serviceable, fill in for Peyton Manning all those years ago when they were uh, trying to make the Super Bowl and Peyton gets injured a little ways through in the season. But yeah, he kind of fleeced the Texans a little bit yeah. with that trade and then that signing. Yeah, you could say this guy was the biggest con man in football in the recent decade. Yeah, so farewell to Brock. I don't know if we'll miss you or not, but. So let's move on to this last piece of news. We had, um, this is actually for a def- the defenses. We had one Jalen Ramsey getting traded to the Rams for two first-round picks and a fourth-round pick, which means that the Rams have, n- have, not had, have not had and will not have first-round picks from 2017 all the way through 2021. Um, five years in a row, they've traded away first-round picks for, for talent, for Brandon Cooks, for... Jared Goff, and now for Jalen Ramsey. And they traded uh, out with Atlanta, I believe, most recently. Right. Last year, they, they had the 31st pick, and they traded out. So I guess the question is, A, was Ramsey worth it? And B, how, does this affect the fantasy relevance of the Rams' defense at all? Does it affect the Ravens' defense who just traded for Marcus Peters from the Rams I guess what are your thoughts well I think the Marcus Peters trade to the Ravens is pretty important here because it it's a head scratcher if you just saw that news alone so what I'm seeing is Talib's on IR now Marcus Peters is gone and now you get a lockdown corner in Jalen Ramsey so I'm having trouble understanding what they're thinking here I mean, he's definitely a long-term defensive back cornerstone they can use on their team for years to come, but how is this going to make them a better defense with no depth now? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a very uh, Les Snead move. He's all about getting his studs. Now, I mean, you look at the the top, I I don't know, I guess the five highest profile players on their team. You've got Jared Goff, who just got signed. You have Todd Gurley, you have um, Jalen Ramsey, you have Brandon Cooks, who got signed, and I'm blanking on the fifth one, but I guess ultimately you have, I think, five guys who are going to be the highest paid at their positions, respectively, across the board on the Rams, and so that doesn't really leave you much room for depth. It's kind of like the anti-Belichick strategy, right? You know, Belichick's all about, like, you know, not trading more than you have to, finding value. Yeah. This is about trading everything for studs. For name brand. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe this is just me as a biased Pats fan, but I, I think the Rams gave up too much for him. You know, I was thinking more like a single first-rounder and then maybe something extra, but well, the asking and price a fourth was is a lot. Yeah, I just, wouldn't have given, I just wouldn't have given them two. I mean, we're looking at probably a 25 and 25 or somewhere above that. I don't know why you don't just try to groom your own cornerbacks. Well, maybe they're not confident in uh, 
drafting them. But anyway, that's pretty much all the news for the week here. Well, from a fa- uh, fantasy perspective, does this do much? Uh, oh, I, I mean, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think this, like, really changes the game in terms of, like, oh, do I pick up the Rams defense now? Like, do I start them now? Like, they're just kind of an average fantasy defense I mean, this if you year, have them, you're probably starting them anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you're not, I, maybe it makes you, you know, give them a second look. And I think you also have to be more weary about, I think really what this does affect, if anything, is if you're starting a number one receiver against the Rams. Yeah. Because you know Ramsey's going to be covering them. So, like, I don't know. If you're ever starting, like, Tyler Lockett, or if you're starting uh, Brandon Cooks, I don't even know, or well, not Brandon Cooks, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, any any number one receiver that's starting against Ramsey, you got to take some pause. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see with the division. Uh, 49ers don't really have a number one wide receiver, and Tyler, right. Tyler Lockett, not really the prototypical wideout who he might shadow. Who, who do the Rams have coming up? Um Bengals, but I don't think AJ Green is returning anytime soon. That would be Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Tyler Boyd, I guess. Um, Steelers, so Juju might see see some issues there. Yep. Bears with Allen Robinson, maybe. Yep. So mm, I I wouldn't be worried about if you have any of those wide receivers. You're going to start them anyway, unless you have better better depth. Yeah, I think I think Ramsey's. I mean, I don't know their schedule year in and year out, but just from like my general knowledge of the NFL landscape, I think Ramsey's assignments get a lot easier. Yeah, he, he used to, to deal, cover. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins twice a year. He used to have to cover T.Y. Hillen twice a year, and, um, and then the Titans. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't know, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think better for T.Y. Yeah, better for uh, Hopkins for sure, and better for uh, Ramsey, I think too. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Let's get into the, the waivers. We only had two this week, so this will be pretty short as well. First one we had was the Sharks, who I think were waiver number three. And they picked up Derek Carr, who was, you know, a needed QB2 with the return of Allen Derek Carr, right? Being on by. Yeah, he picked him back up. He had him before. Yeah, traded him to the Bears and for uh, Greg Olson, and now he makes his way back. Back to the homeland. Oh, was he part of a trade? Yeah. <laughs> Remind me of what that trade was. I believe it was Derek Carr, Derek Carr and Marvin Jones to for Greg Olson. It was just Carr and Jones for Olson. Yeah, so basically he gets him back. Marvin Jones for for Greg Olson. I can't believe the Bears. I, I don't want to talk about that. This just this just makes me mad. I, I, wait a minute. I don't even think. Oh well, I mean John has has Olsen still. Is he even starting? He's not even starting Marvin Jones. All right, I'm not. We're not talking about this anymore. Well, he has it's, to on occasion. It's a it's a good move for John. Using a waiver on a guy you traded away to get him back is fine. And Kyle Allen it. is on by. Uh yeah exactly. So it's a good it's a good waiver for John. Yeah. And I remember, you know, the night before he was he was messaging me. He was pretty spooked because he thought he thought Brandon was gonna end up <laughs> was gonna take Carr back up, um, and he, and Brandon didn't do a waiver. So well, we kind of figured that with Trubisky coming back. So that was that right. was what he was gonna do. Yep. And so the second waiver we had was yet another defense by the game of Jones. We had the Saints defense. And He's just clowning us at this point. I, yeah, I think he just 
he's reveling in us moaning about his defenses because they really haven't been good, the ones he's been picking up. Yeah, he's been streaming a lot, mainly Ravens on occasion and Titans. Titans, yeah. And he's kind of looked like a fool, to be quite frank. Negative six one week, he had a zero another, two another, just, yeah. Best one he's gotten was a nine from a from a streaming defense. Yeah, so we're gonna keep laughing at you, Bobby, until you uh, pick one that pops off. But I I don't know. Who do the Saints play? He, the Saints this week they play um, Chicago. So he's playing. So yeah, I guess he's playing against the Bears. That's fine. Uh, I don't see that being like an amazing twenty something point like Kansas City just had it last night. Yeah, defense is hard to predict, though, which is, yet again, you know, wondering why he's using waivers. But Yeah, yeah, they are. I don't think a lot of people are grabbing them. If anything, you're yeah. you're hoping Cam Jordan forces a fumble, and we'll, we'll see what he can do with that. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, the new waiver order, we have – we still have the Bears up top. They haven't used a waiver in a while. Then I'm still at two. I have been for forever, it seems like now. You're uh, back at three. The kids are at four. Griffins are at five. Not guilty is at six. The Blizzards at seven. No lady stuff is at eight. The Land Sharks are at nine, and then Game of Jones is back down at ten. So that's the waivers for next week. So let's get into our games of the week, Brandon. Who? What, what is your pick? You know, I'm gonna have to go with my boys. You know, we're gonna go Arizona Cardinals versus New York Giants. Mm. Saquon Barkley is returning, which will make it a very fun day for all fantasy owners and Giants fans alike they can they have a shot to actually they're still in the division so true yeah also two rookie quarterbacks are battling we got uh, Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray so that against two porous defenses so it should be a very high scoring battle a lot on the line a lot of hopefully high scoring fantasy points did you uh, breathe a sigh of relief when Saquon was back this week Yes, I, I feel so much better now. Um, I, I was spooked for the for the past few weeks. Well, you lost one or two games there, didn't you? Yeah, uh, I went uh, one and two with uh, the three mm. three weeks without him. So I'm surprised Oof. that I'm surprised I actually got a win. Oof. Yeah. Well, that's a good that's a good pick. I'm picking the uh, the Raiders and the Packers this week. Uh, kind of an oddball pick, but I'm just sitting here laughing at the dilapidated state of these Packers receivers. Why are you laughing? Um, it's it's not it's, it's a serious matter. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm curious who Rodgers is going to make into a, you know, two touchdown guy this week. We've got How about Lazard the Lizard? Yeah, probably the Lizard, but uh we've got Devontae Adams still dealing with his turf toe. Geronimo Allison goes out last week. Took a shot. Marquez, yeah, Marquez Valdez Scantling go, also goes out, so you know, Rogers is is working with some Walmart cashiers out there. <laughs> yeah, and we saw if you watched the game last week, Shepard uh, is one of those wide receivers that you could be considering, and he made two major blunders on his part. Yeah, and you know, you look at the state of the Packers running backs too. Who knows who the heck is going to be the number one, Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones, or if it is going to be like a true like, you know committee equal equal splitting of the rushing and you know plays and snaps and attempts because i mean aaron jones drops that wide open touchdown last week and then you know jamal williams ends up outperforming him but it was the total opposite the week before yeah and aaron jones had that fumble yeah so i think that's an interesting dynamic to watch and then on the other side of the ball 
you know, now with Pat Mahomes going down, the Raiders have a winning record right now. They're three and two. And so can they capitalize and really make a push for the playoffs? Yeah, and with, with the dysfunction of the LA Chargers, it makes mm-hmm. it even even more of a contested division. And Raiders are certainly in it for the playoff hunt right now. And they have a great running back. Gruden is doing very well from with what he has and and the extension of uh, Darren Waller. So Yeah, Darren Waller's been great so far. Yeah, I mean you you were you alluded to it. Yeah, the Chargers have been bad. And I mean, as we saw last night, the Broncos are looking terrible. So really, I think it's a it's a two horse race at this point. Um, I mean, maybe the Chargers can can steer the ship. I'd have more confidence in them than the Broncos. But uh, yeah, I think it's really. I mean, I think as of right now, the Raiders are a wild card team. So you know, even if I think making it even to a wild card team would be a you know accomplishment for that organization just by itself. So. Yeah, I'm curious to see how they perform against a Packers team that's kind of banged up. So that's my game of the week. Yeah, it should be a fun game. Why don't we move on to the power rankings? And why don't you start off with number 10? Oh, do I have to talk about number 10? Well, I feel it's like more fun when you talk about them. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that because, you know, I just get so sick of these bears. These bears are at 10. I, th- that freaking Derek Carr, that makes me so mad. <laughs> he's he's not even starting Marvin Jones anymore. He loses Greg Olson. I mean, uh, he has Kelsey now. Like, that's fine. And, like, I don't care about trading away Olsen. But, like, Carr, I feel like he's a better QB3 than... Well, I don't know if he's a better QB3 than Case Keenum, but... I mean, these quarterbacks all just look pretty bad. I don't know when Cam's coming back. I, They're I'm hinting at the that, possibility that he could be back within after his bye. But even if he does, does does Kyle Allen get benched? I don't think so. But I mean, I'm glad Brandon finally has a serviceable, you know, running back duo with Jacobs and Montgomery. But I mean, we've talked about this every week. But think about what he could have had. He could have had Le'Veon Bell at this point. He could have had Melvin Gordon at this point starting him over Frank Gore, like, there's just so much wasted potential on this roster. It just makes me mad. Yeah, yeah, I could see what you're saying here. He picks up Mitch Trubisky back and Daniel Jones he traded for. QBs could be better. Not a whole lot of upside on this team, except for maybe Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, the second trade he did was was good, getting Jones and Jacobs for, you know, Brissett and another piece. But, McCoy. Uh, yeah, McCoy. So that's fine. But I mean, he just could have. The team he drafted was much better than the team he has now. Yeah. Just on paper. Like, if he had those same guys today and had not messed with any of the trades he did, I say it's a better team. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, but it, it does come down to that draft. And he did take a lot of risky players with Gordon and AJ Green and a few others. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, if he hadn't started doing all these trades with. You know, other teams, I still think he'd be better off. But enough said about number 10. Oh, can I talk about number 9, too? Yeah, go for it. Yes. So, oh, I mean, I, I talked about them a little bit earlier. But number 9, you know, moving down two spots, coming off of a just crushing defeat, absolute, you know, devourment by my Bethlehem Beagles. We have not guilty at number 9. Um, and, you know, just solidifies that with the injury to Pat Mahomes last night. But... I mean, this guy is going to, he talks a lot of game, but 
his team just uh, is not doing that well. He's two and four. Um, he's again very, 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 very Pats heavy, and you know not much else really to see on this team besides his Pats and Tyree Kill. Yeah, tight end still in a in a wonky state, I guess. And Golden Tate, Calvin Ridley, Larry Fitzgerald. You really can't call who's going to have the better game. I think we've seen him miss quite a few number of times. Juju's on bye this week, so that makes it a little more of a wild card starting Dorsett. Without Patrick Mahomes, this team is going to be in a real real trouble. Yeah, I think he's going to – I think maybe the move is to trade Mahomes, honestly. I think he has to trade Mahomes to a team that is in the playoff hunt and hope he can get some – serviceable either I would say receivers for sure um or maybe an RB2 with a receiver or something but I mean I think him starting you know Brady and you know Flacco or maybe you know a Ryan Tannehill or someone that he can pick up or more uh, he need he needs to start winning and especially he needs to win this week and we'll get into that later but I I think that is the move now that, that would be my recommendation to him yeah but you can't you can't sell you know, 75 cents on the dollar. You can't do that. Well, I, I don't know what other choice he has, though. He needs to do something. Right. But and really, he, that's the only tradable piece besides Brady. Right. Do you trade Bra- Brady? Do you trade the Pats defense? I don't think you can trade the Pats defense right now. I think you could. Mm, I mean, their schedule coming up, I think, is just too... I don't know. You've got the Jets. you got the Browns. You got the Ravens, who I think could be vulnerable. You've got the Eagles, who I think could be exploitable. Really, the only challenges would be, I would say, the Texans week thirteen, Chiefs week fourteen. But beyond that, really, just beyond those two weeks, you've got the Bengals and the Bills for the playoffs and for the championship. Like, I don't know if you, can, I don't know if you can touch trading this defense right now. Well, the Chiefs—that's a week fourteen game. First off, who knows if he's going to even be in there? Second off. I don't see him winning the division and him getting a first round bye. So he's gonna have to they're gonna have to play the Chiefs, so I don't I don't know. And then Bengals, yeah. Bills. That'd be a tough that'd be a tough bowl. Long story short, you have to trade something some one of these pads. And you know, Colin, I'll I'll put it out there. If you wanna talk, you can come talk to Bethlehem. I'm happy to, I'm happy to discuss. But he's gotta do something with this team. All right. And who do we have at number eight? Well, these guys have been eight for quite a number of weeks. Um, they've been up and down a little bit, but they're back at eight. Bethlehem Beagles got their win against not guilty, as we mentioned. This team looks like they're on the come up. Uh, let's be honest. They're they're looking better. Let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. They're they're looking better than a lot of other teams who are struggling right now. They have no QB injuries. They have a Q. <laughs> Baker's having some issues, but he's not injured. He's out there mowing the lawn. Oh, no, it's fine. Thanks, though. A man should cut his own lawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, too many progressive commercials. Devin Singletary's back, so we'll see if that can add some running back depth. And, you know, you got some good wide receiver, wide receivers you got there. McLaurin has been very good for a waiver, and Emmanuel Sanders is probably your weakest wide receiver link at the moment. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with anything you said. Um, you know, I was a little bit... Worried about my receivers, especially McLaurin starting this week against the Niners. But then I was looking around the league, and everyone everyone else's receivers are looking pretty shabby right now. I got the 
I got the 5th, 6th, and 8th ranked receivers in Cup, Thielen, and McLaurin. Um, I'm getting Engram back off his injury this week. Uh, you know, James Conner put up a massive performance last week. Finally, he showed up. And, uh, you know, David Johnson is a top 10 running back now, so I don't want to hear any more crap about David Johnson. Um, and Devin Singletary is going to be the savior of this roster this year if, if I do end up, you know, stringing together some wins. I think it'll be on the back of my bills. Uh, James Conner's on bye this week, but both your running backs are questionable at the moment, and they do have some injury concerns and something you, you should uh, consider moving forward. Yeah, so I picked up Chase Edmonds as the, the Cardinals' backup just because I, I, you know, I was actually surprised no one else had picked him up, but I was able to grab him in free agency. Um, I think I've got Auden Tate also on my bench, who I think is a nice little uh, sleeper. Uh, number two receiver on the Bengals has been putting together some good performances, but you're right. Emmanuel's been inconsistent. Ronald Jones just can't get his act together on my bench, and you're right. Baker is. I'm glad Baker, I can finally put Baker back on the bench where he belongs and roll out Josh Allen and Wentz because, yikes, he has been not good. Let's move on to number seven. We have the Loudonville Griffins, who are struggling right now. You want to talk about them? Yeah, so they, they move up one spot uh, just because of not guilty moving down two spots. I'm just going to keep throwing that in whenever I can. But, uh, yeah, I, the Griffins are definitely struggling, especially at receiver. They've got Devontae Adams still dealing with his injury. They've got Deshaun Jackson still questionable. Landry's been questionable, and now he's on bye this week. Um, Curtis Samuel's on bye. So who is Austin rolling out with? He's got Jake Kumaro <laughs> on the Packers, who is, is averaging a point a week. <laughs> and he's, he's rolling out Darius Slayton on the Giants who's averaging, oh, he's actually averaging six points a week, so a little bit better. Um, and then if, if Devontae goes out, I, I don't know who he starts. I guess he'll start... Uh, G. Kumaro. <laughs> well, no, he's already got Kumaro. Exactly. I'm saying if, he's, if Adams goes out, he's going to have to start, like, uh, I don't even know, yeah. uh, Deshaun Jackson, or if he'll have to find someone else on waivers still. Like, this, this, this lineup is still very much up in the air. Um, you know, we did our rankings before... Last night, I'll just preface it with that. But also, like, if you look at last night's performance, he only got, like, less than four points out of two, Lindsay two guys. and Damien Williams combined. Yeah. Yeah, so that's not looking good. Again, this roster leans on the back of his Vikings. Delvin Cook. And if Kirk has a good week, then generally the Griffins have a good week. And if Kirk has a bad week, then generally the Griffins have a bad week. So that's generally how this goes. And I, I do think... This roster is going to miss um, Josh Jacobs going forward. Yeah, I would say so. They they thought they had good running back depth, and they have Jordan Howard, which I do like. He's my boy. But look, Damian Williams. I don't know what the deal is with the Chiefs running back. So, and he's got McCoy, but you can't start either of them with any consistency. Yeah, I started Damian in two of my other leagues, and now I'm super spooked because he only got, you know, 0.6 points last night. I don't think he's startable. Now, granted, I had to start him because other players were on bye this week, but, yeah, I I don't know what you do, especially now with um, Mahomes out. I don't know what Matt Moore, if that helps it might. the running backs, if they're going to lean on them more, but then, yeah, you're right. Like, but still, which one? It's a committee where you've got Damian Williams, you've still got 
you know, McCoy, and then you've got the other Williams. So it's all in flux. I don't think it's kind of like the Pats. Like, you know, I don't think you really know who's going to go off week in, week out. Yeah, certainly. Darius Slayton, best upside player he's got on the on the team uh, for this week, I would say, for wide receiver. So that's not not. Well, I mean, a good he's sign. only got two. You're choosing between him and Kumaro. <laughs> yeah. You want you want to make a you want to make a bet on these two? No, I, I don't. <laughs> All right, we can move on. <laughs> what is that? Austin goes, Brandon. You're catching a nice break this weekend. May not have a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> is he just gonna give up? <laughs> We can, we can take all this out. Yeah, okay. Let's move on to number six. Six is the Sharks at no movement. You want to start this one off? Sure. So the Land Sharks getting a, basically a, a must-need win. They've been struggling lately. They're now 3-3 three and three again. Um, they upset Game of Jones last week. Look, they need, they need to continue this performance against uh, the number 10-ranked uh, Bears. So they need this win here. Uh, Lamar Jackson has been good um, against most defenses. Seattle should be another one where this should be a high-scoring game. And his running backs have been pretty good. Carry on Johnson scored last week, but not a lot of rushing yards. So uh, something to consider trading carry on maybe for better better depth. Uh, I mean, you got Jay Ajayi and Des Bryant on your bench, so I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I disagree with with that a little bit. I think I think this is one of those rosters that you you can't really tinker with too much. I think it's pretty well balanced. I think he's got three running backs that are you know decent. Um, he has he has rode his Ravens to you know a three and three record, which can't say I'm surprised. I you know mentioned it from the beginning of the season that they were going to come back to earth, but really the problem with this roster has been the receivers, and I think it's pretty funny that. All these, you know, these these players that John has forsaken in uh, Jared Cook and Stefan Diggs are back in the lineup this week because you've got Odell and Olsen on bye. Um, but yeah, I don't really, I don't really have too many problems with this lineup. I think he was smart to get Derek Carr back in here on the Kyle Allen bye. But yeah, I don't really have too many complaints. I think he's got some good matchups this week, and I think Gallup is very serviceable as a wide receiver three if Cooper's out. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. So yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he's got no one at tight end. Um, Greg Olson's on by, so he he had to grab someone. And Jared Cook, having scored uh, two games with uh, a touchdown, it, it seems like the logical option. And he's still rolling with Chargers defense, so it's it's a team that you just you roll with what you got. Yeah, I don't think you should really tinker with too much, like I said. But at number five, we have. Uh, still Game of Jones, and Game of Jones coming off a loss last week to the Land Sharks, um, which is kind of why we kept them where they were, um, only putting up 106 points. But, yeah, I think really the issue here is you've got a running backs in, in Coleman and Jones. I, you know, I, Nick Chubb is on by. Nick Chubb's been great. But Coleman and Jones are both kind of stuck in committees that you, you just don't you don't trust either of them. I think Jones had, you know, he had just one great performance two weeks ago, but beyond that has been iffy. And then Coleman, you've still got the competition with Breida and Jeff Wilson and Mostert, so you don't like those. And then I I think really the bright spots here is you've got receivers that are very serviceable. Corlin Sutton has kind of, I think, become 
the wide receiver one on that team, maybe to the detriment of my boy Emmanuel. Um, Keenan's been solid. Julio has been solid. You can't really complain about either of those two. And then, um, you know, Matt Ryan's been great. And I guess Goff's been kind of iffy. I think he's regressed back a little bit. So, yeah, there's a lot of question marks on this team is, I guess, my bottom line. Yeah, Jared Goff against the San Francisco 49ers. Now their defense has been good, but he only put up barely one point. I mean, that does not instill confidence in your team. No. And Matt Ryan, he's become like a Drew Brees, right? So where defense is really bad and he's got to carry the team. Matt Ryan has been a great quarterback for for Game of Jones. There's just he's got a lot of depth. He does. He's got a lot of good depth, but you can't choose who to start. I mean, Adrian Peterson had that great week. And then he's got Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman, so like, which one do I choose, you know? What do you think about Melvin Gordon on the bench? He put in Robert Woods instead. Yeah, that's right. It's a tough call. Look, It's like, you got to roll with him, I think, right? He's Gordon? In, yeah, he's, in, he's showing a positive direction, more snaps than, uh, than Eckler last week. Did he have more snaps? Yep. Well, yeah, I think he's doing this because, you know, the Rams play the Falcons, so I think he's expecting you know, a shootout. Um, and I think he's just hoping that Woods catches a touchdown. And then on the other hand, Gordon plays the Titans who, um, you know, are allowing like 16 points to running backs, which is below NFL average. So I, I don't know. I, I think I, I'm not going to fault him either way. I think maybe, no, I certainly don't think you start Woods over any of those other three receivers. Maybe I would say you look at um, Gordon as opposed to, like, Coleman or Jones. But, again, I don't know if you have enough trust in him yet to really do that. So I'm not really going to fault him too much on this benching. But I I wouldn't be surprised if he went off, though. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up regretting that decision. I just think it's a tough one. Yeah, certainly is. So let's move on to number four. We have um, still your team, the Tigers. Um, I guess I'll start off here. I think your team is still riding on your quarterbacks, Rodgers and Murray, who I think have, um, well, I think Rodgers has performed a little bit worse overall than you expected, and Murray has performed a little bit better overall than you expected, so I think it's kind of like washed out. Um, Darren Waller has been, you know, consistent. Uh, he's the only the, he's only the ninth-ranked tight end right now. Um, Saquon is back, so that definitely gives your team some stability and some long-term potential. Um, Marlon Mack's been okay as an RB2. I think where the issue here is, is are your receivers, really. Uh, Brandon Cook's only averaging like seven and a half a week. Christian Kirk's been banged up. Uh, Will Fuller has, you know, proved my my hypothesis and my uh, prediction that he was, that 40-point outing wasn't just an anomaly. Every other week, he's been pretty mediocre, and I think with uh, Mike Evans on by, your your receivers are looking pretty pretty shoddy here. Uh, I can't disagree with some of those comments. Kirk has been out. Cooks has been struggling, especially with Goff throwing to him. But I'm, I'm going to have to fight you on Will Fuller, okay? <laughs> Will Fuller yeah. has been he's been getting targets. Uh, last five games, he's had six or more targets in a high octane passing offense with Deshaun Watson and he's had a few drops two or three last week where they could have been easily been touchdowns look he's only had 
the one game with the three touchdowns, but he's he's always being targeted. Especially he's the most uh, he's the most targeted deep deep wide receiver. So I think I got to roll with him, especially with my depth. Yeah, I mean, I think your depth is an issue, so I don't really have a problem with you starting him. But like, I I don't think you can re- you can't rely on him like week in week out. And I don't know, like DK Metcalf is your flex. Like I have Mike Evans on by. I know, but I still. I don't know. It's, it's it just makes me nervous. I mean, I just feel like your team can could go one of two very different ways this week, and you know your bench doesn't inspire too much confidence either. I don't know why you still have Antonio Brown. I think you got to get rid of him. You have my mistake still, Drake. <laughs> um, don't know why you kept him. And what else is out there? You know, nothing. Give me some out suggestions. There. You're right. You're right. There's nothing out there. Malcolm Brown is is fine, although he's now he's injured too. Really, I think the only, I think the only hope this team has for like a, a real championship run is if Geis comes back and he comes back like with a vengeance. All right, we'll get there when we get there. But let's move on to number three, and we have a drop. It's no longer the kids. It is no lady stuff who has been two for quite some time. Yeah, this was kind of the the major. I guess shift in our our rankings we had to choose between you know these top three are kind of starting to become in flux now and I think I think they they might be I, I know a couple of weeks ago I I had you know I brought up this idea that like maybe we could see these top two or top three kind of regress back to the pack and I think we are seeing that to some extent I think the the I think the the league is tightening up I would say overall and so I think you see that in NLS who's now you know started out the season as a very strong number two in the league and now is three and three in terms of record and looking at this roster you know we've said many times he's very cowboys heavy chargers heavy he was bengals heavy and now this week he's very packers heavy with jamal williams graham and the packers defense uh he's got mccaffrey on by and cooper is probably going to be out so NLS looking more vulnerable than ever before. Yeah, and QBs are the headline as well because he lost Roethlisberger and he lost Nick Foles. So now it, he's down to Philip Rivers and Gardner Minshew and Andy Dalton on some weeks. So the ceiling is not as high as it used to be. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think it could be a lot worse. It could be. I mean, certainly I think... You know, if Bryce hadn't picked up Minshew, if he hadn't used a wa- waiver on Minshew back then, that that was a big, you know, risk. Especially when, you know, waivers, I think, have been more sparse this year than ever before just because there haven't been as many high-profile injuries. But, you know, knowing what we know now, it's a, little, it's a different story. But if Bryce hadn't picked up Minshew, I think that changes the, the entire, you know, outlook on his whole season. But I think the fact that he's got him and Rivers, who are both, like, top 15 guys, I think it keeps him competitive. He just needs to get his, you know, lineup decisions right every week, pretty much. Well, Rivers has been iffy of late, and Minshew, Minshew's had the floor, but I haven't seen consistent 20-point production from him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just not as pessimistic about them as you are. I do think this week is is cause for concern. You've got, with Cooper out, he's starting Mike Williams. Tyler Boyd, Edelman's been good. Edelman's been, a lot, I think, a lot better than I thought he would be. Um, and really, he's he's just praying that Eckler can just keep his his 
flex value going. Um, but yeah, I think he's 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 might be in some trouble. He's in a very tough NFC division, and it could only get tougher. So we'll see how they do. They're still in it. You gotta you gotta hope NLS can find a way as they have in the previous years. Yep. And so I guess the flip side of the story at number two, we have the Coastal Kids, um, who are now five and one in terms of uh, record this year. Um, kind of came out of nowhere. I think they they've been surging the last couple weeks, and and now they they boost the best record in the league. Two game. Uh, lead over NLS. Yeah, and honestly, I think it's on the backs of these quarterbacks he's got. Wilson and Watson, man, they are just like they're pu- they're averaging him fifty points, fifty points each week from the two of them um, is what he's getting. And so, you know, can't complain there by any means. He's got Le'Veon Bell and Alvin Kamara as his running backs. Now, I know Kamara is, you know, there's a good chance he's injured this weekend doesn't play and so that could be a, a cause for concern you know in this matchup that we'll talk about in a little bit but yeah I mean his receivers have been surprisingly good with Galladay and Shark and I think he's got a lot of good pieces and uh, George Kittle finally had his breakout performance we already ranked these earlier but Chiefs defense that was a good play yeah very good play yeah. 23 points last night yeah and so if I'm the kids uh, the only player I'm starting player I'm worried about would be Miles Sanders I'd say who is he's the Phillies passing back but he has yet to prove himself I would say especially with Jordan Howard being very efficient I think wide receiver three is also a concern uh you know Clem Chowder Jamison Crowder um (laughs) I don't think he inspires much confidence and now Hollywood Brown is nursing an injury so really the only only other option he has is DJ Moore who's on by and uh you know AJ Brown I, I like DJ Moore and I like Hollywood Brown. Can't really play them this week. Yep. And of course, at number one, still we uh, we still must you know tip the nod to uh, tip our, tip our tip caps. Our cap. yep. Yeah, reigning champ, Oswego Blizzard, roll Blizzard. Not much really has changed here in terms of the lineup. We still rolling with. Well, they lost. They did lose. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, and and he is dealing with a Todd Gurley injury, which could get very interesting. And he's got also his bucks on by. So, but he does have good depth to make up for it. He's starting Matt Stafford, who's a very serviceable QB2. And he's got Carlos Hyde, which could be kind of a sneaky play against the Colts this week. Yeah, he drafted Carlos Hyde as a chief. Was designated the backup running back behind Williams at Williams at the time. Mm-hmm. And now he's a starter. So, yep. Luck has been on his side this this year. I just want to point out, Will Disley, out for the season, and he's still on the bench. He's out for the season? I don't, I don't even think I saw that. You didn't know that? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Torn Achilles. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to he needs to drop him for sure. He, he did pick up um, Hunter Henry, who he also still has on IR. Yeah, he's got to do the switch. <laughs> so he's got to switch him out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Henry's been kind of on – he had a great game last week. 22 points, he had two touchdowns, 100 yards. Mm-hmm. He could uh, be vying for starting spot this week. And um, there's not much else we have to say. These guys are good. They're going to be one. Yep, this roster is looking just fine. So uh, you know, there's our power rankings, and let's just quickly run through the you know week seven matchups we have here. 
we have our running tally. We've had 30 games so far, and I have taken the lead here with 18 correct picks to your 16, so still very close. And we're over a coin flip, as Andrew would say. So let's talk about this first one real quick here, the kids and the Jones. Uh, who do you have, and, and why do you have them? You know, this one's a tough one. This I, I'd call this the game of the week. I would agree. Yeah, um, Game of Jones, they're always projected very high, 130-plus usually on most weeks. And yet they somehow, 50-50, they fail. They come up short 50% of the time. So it's they have yet to see consistency. And we talked about it a little earlier. Melvin Gordon's been benched. That could bite him in the butt. We'll see how that turns out. And the kids on their crazy run, that's it's something you have to be worried about. They 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 have the weapons, they have the the potential to boom. So it's t- it's a very tough call. We saw Cortland Sutton, and we saw the Chiefs defense. Very surprising, but we made these picks earlier. I'm gonna have to go with Jones. I hope it's not because <laughs> I gotta go for for my AFC. I gotta go for that title. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of question marks on the kids' roster, notably with Kamara. I think the game of the week to hear for this matchup is the Rams-Falcons. And not because Andrew has any players in it, but because Bobby has all the players in it. He's got Ryan and Julio, and then he has Goff and Woods. So Bobby's got to be watching that game very carefully. He's got to be glued to that game. Whenever it, whenever it's on, he's got to be there. Um, so I have here kind of a caveat for my pick. I, I'm picking Jones as well. Only if Kamara does not play. If Kamara does play, I think the kids are going to win. So I would pick the kids in that scenario. All right, we'll uh, we'll write that down. Yeah, I just think I just think it's too high profile. Where I feel like it's justified for me to have. I, it, it, I think it just swings the whole matchup. Okay, let's move on to my matchup: Binghamton Tigers versus the Loudonville Griffins. So I think the real question here on this one is: Does Brissett prove his worth? Was he worth trading? Daniel Jones away and Josh Jacobs away for this guy. I mean, he's going to have to be a, a you know high end QB two for that trade to be worth it at minimum. And not just this week for the whole for the whole season. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it starts you know here. He needs to get back on track. Um, and I just wrote here, Griffins are putting the Walmart cashiers <laughs> at receiver. <laughs> we talked about it earlier, but um, yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of iffy plays this week. I'd be nervous if I was him. So that for I mean for that reason I'm picking the Tigers. I'm sorry Austin, but I think you know you know as well as we do, your receivers are just not looking in good shape, and I think Brandon's going to win by a good bit. Yeah, it's it stinks, but uh, the the Griffins are struggling and their wide receivers are hurting. On my side, Barkley's back. It's going to be fun. We already talked about that. Mack and Waller are returning from bye. I struggled without him. I really did. It'll be nice to have a, my good tight end back and my good RB too. And so who, you're picking yourself as well? Yep. All right, let's move on to this third matchup. We have the Land Sharks and the Bears. Um, you know, I said it earlier, the Bears finally have a serviceable RB duo, and they have Montgomery and they have Jacobs. And so I think the real question here is, I guess for this week, can the Bears put up a lot of points on the Saints, and can the defense really come to play too, and can they get some pressure on Teddy Bridgewater? Um, and, you know, I, th- I just think it's funny, side note, that John's playing Diggs and Cook again after he <laughs> forsaken them. But I think this one will be very close. I actually went back and forth. I was really going to give the – I was thinking about giving the Bears the pick this week, but 
I, I think I'm just going to roll with the Sharks. Probably just because of that Ravens-Seattle game. I just think it's going to be high scoring, and I think that might, you know, edge it out for the Sharks. I, I had a similar belief. It was projected very closely at the time, and the matchups did favor the Sharks, So I w- but I was still debating the Bears coming off their first win of the season. There's not much I can root for with the Bears. They have Josh Jacobs now in his, his Bears debut, and I expect him to have a monster game against the Packers. But there's not a lot of upside here on the Bears' side. It's a good matchup for Daniel Jones. Bears' defense is Bears' defense. They're going to do what they're going to do. I like the matchups for the Sharks. I'm going with the Sharks on this one. Yeah, I agree. And so let's move on to this fourth one. The surging Beagles against the struggling No Lady Stuff. Yeah, No Lady Stuff coming off of uh, an L, and you you the Beagles coming off their, uh, off a W. So uh, a lot of momentum here. Yep, we have um, McCaffrey on by as well for the, the NLS, and then we have James Conner on by for my team. Um, obviously I think that favors my scenario a little bit better. And, you know, based on last night, Royce Freeman was a very serviceable fill-in. Um, so I am full tilt, full send on my bills this week against the Dolphins. Throw them all in. We got Josh Allen. We got Devin Singletary. We got the Bills defense. It, it's going to be a feast. It's going to be Thanksgiving dinner. Singletary is just going to be the mashed potatoes on this, on this win. Well, we're, we're um, not, in, we're not in November yet. <laughs> Well, he'll be the the candy <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> okay. He'll be that big. He'll be that big bar you get, like whenever those, those those families hand out like the big bars. He's the king size bar. He's gonna be the MVP of this week, is my prediction. Maybe not in terms of like total points scored, because I think obviously the QBs would favor that. But what would you say Royce he'll... Freeman was would be? Royce Freeman. Yeah. He's like uh, I don't know. He's he's like um. He's like a, you know, in terms of candy. Yeah, he's like he's like your uh, he's like your Reese's, you know, really like orange, you know, that orange color, you know. Oh, like but Reese's Broncos, are so good, like, you have so much expectation out of them. I feel like. Well, all right. Well, then maybe he's like. I a, feel like Cooper like Cup a, would be your Reese's. <laughs> okay, Cooper Cup's the Reese's. Yeah. So, so who, who's Freeman then? Ah, he fills in nicely. Something, something you don't on occasion. Yeah, like an occasional treat. Yeah, something you don't expect, and uh, it was pleasantly good. So like a, like a take five. Oh, man, I actually like take fives a lot. I like I like take five too. Yeah. All right. Whatever. He's a Hershey's bar, something like that. Yeah. Something that just gets you by. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. But yeah. But anyway, I, yeah. I think uh, I think my team has got some pretty good matchups besides Terry McLaurin against the Niners. I'm a little bit nervous about. Um. Just kind of hoping that I've picked the right players this week. I think Bryce's receivers are looking pretty bad with Cooper out. He's got Mike Williams starting now. Uh, Tyler Boyd's been okay, I guess. Um, and Julian Edelman's actually been pretty good. So I think this could come down to another sh- Monday night stressor for me. But uh, I'm, I'm going to pick myself on this one. I, I don't usually get to do that a lot. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's very exciting. I'm going to pick myself to go to get to 3-4 and four this week. Mm, yeah. NLS, they look vul- vulnerable at the moment. And the QBs are in a deplorable state. So they got, they got a challenge for them this week. And it'll be interesting to see if they can, if they can uh, pull off what, I guess you can call an upset, right? Yeah, it would be an upset, I guess. Still, um, won't be for long, but I guess it is now based on my record. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you on this one and pick pick the Beagles. Nice. All right, L- 
last one, we have Not Guilty versus the Oswego Blizzard. I think this was the only matchup we actually disagreed on here. Um, I think this one will also be very close, and I think also very low scoring. Um, we've got full send on the pats, per usual, and then we've got a Blizzard team who's had to put in a lot of fill-in players for his bucks that are on by and Todd Gurley. So I, I like the Pats against the, the Jets this week. I feel, I feel like we just have to like address that matchup every time that we talk about Collins' team. So I like the, I like that matchup against the Jets. Um, I actually think Collins' receivers with Juju on by are pretty good. You've got Dorsett against the Jets, and then you've got uh, Golden Tate, who I think could have a good game against the Cardinals. And Ridley, you never know with him against against the, the Rams. So I like those fill-ins, and I actually think Chris Carson could have a good game against the Ravens too. And then on the flip side, um, you know, South's guys have always been pretty solid. I think, uh, you know, Henry could do play pretty well against the the Chargers, and Hyde could have a great, great game against the Colts. Um, T.Y. could obviously also go off again that game against the Texans too. But um, I think really the key here is going to be uh, Dak Prescott. I, I could see that Eagles Cowboys game getting just pretty sloppy, um, and I could. But it's the number thirty-two that, pass defense. Yeah, I think that could be the. I don't know. I just feel like these divisional games they always get kind of dicey, and especially NFC East. I don't know. They're always just kind of messy. So I think that could be the make or break it for the Blizzard here. I think Dak could either put up a thirty burger or he could put up like sub fifteen. Yeah, especially uh, poor performance against the Packers on a on a good defense. Blizzard, no no Winston, no Godwin. That that's gonna be that's gonna be a real test for them. Um, their number one wide receiver and the number one wide wide receiver in fantasy, uh, with girly dur- durability concerns, and that's something they currently have them sitting out at the moment. This is uh, I, I'd say the Blizzard got lucky this week. They have a they have a relatively easy matchup. Uh, on a week where they don't have their their key guys, and if it feels like a put up or shut up game for for not guilty, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think both these teams are actually kind of. This is a very important game for both teams. Um, I am actually. I hate to say this, but I think I'm actually going to go with not guilty on this one. Um, I just think his matchups are better. I know you know Pat Mahomes only got seven points last night, but. I think Tyreek Hill made up for it on that long touchdown that he had, got 13 points. Um, I, I think, I think the Pats are going to do enough. Another good. You think James White's going to going to do his part against the Jets? Yeah, I think so. Um, Why wow, you think about you know White versus Michelle here? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we could do that. Um, hmm. You know what? Scrap it. Let's just go. Dak Prescott, Tom Brady. Oh, you do that? okay. I like that. Who are you taking? I'll take Dak Prescott on that. All right, I'll take Brady. All right. Okay. So I'm going to say that Tom Brady is going to have more fantasy points in Week 7 than Dak Prescott. I say Dak Prescott has more fantasy points than Tom Brady in Week 7. Nice. <laughs> we haven't worked on that. So who are you picking this matchup? I'm taking the Blizzard. Okay, so this is going to be the one that we differ on. So that's going to do it for our matchup predictions. Uh, and I think that'll also do it for this episode of the podcast. Yeah. We're uh, almost halfway. Yep. Good luck to all your fantasy teams this weekend. It's getting down to, uh, it's, gonna, it's starting to be crunch time. So these 
these games are more and more important as we go. So enjoy the football and best of luck. Yep. Good luck, everyone. See ya. Peace out. <laughs>